Welcome to Spirit School. I'm your mentor, Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. In this podcast, I share honestly all I have learned about the mediumship and spiritual development journey. My intention is to normalize these conversations, to make way for a more confident, clear, and connected wave of lightworkers, serving the world of spirit with an open and joyful soul. Welcome again to Spirit School. Spirit School listeners, thank you for joining me for a, another exciting episode of the Spirit School podcast. I am so excited to bring back probably one of the most popular guests I have ever had on the podcast. I received more DMs about this episode than many more I can think about off the top of my head. So I was super happy to invite her back to the podcast. We have Sheila V here today. Hello, Sheila. Hello, Danielle. And hello to this beautiful spiritual audience of soul seekers and truth seekers. It's so wonderful to be back. Yes, I'm so excited. We have had a lot more listeners join in since probably last time you were here. So if you just want to give a bit of an intro about who you are, um, how you serve the world, I would love to reintroduce you to people. Yeah, so my path has been pretty unconventional, like most of your listeners. So I spent 20 years in the corporate world. I did an MBA. I was a chartered accountant. I became a finance director and I had a a spiritual awakening in the midst of that all. I always knew I had psychic and mediumistic abilities. Uh, I'm Sri Lankan Australian. Uh, My parents had an arranged marriage. So my dad's a a doctor, my mum very intuitive. And I became this combination of kind of intelligence and real intuition. And so when I had my spiritual awakening, there was this big, oh no, aha moment at the same time. It was like, oh no, my life's about to dismantle and aha, this is what I've been searching for my whole life. So I became a a seeker of the truth and I studied all these modalities and went to the Arthur Finlay College uh, three times in one year to study, you know, mediumship there and all these different psychic courses. And then at, at some point, yeah, I did quit my corporate job to do this work full-time and work as a psychic medium. I'm a mentor now and I wrote a book and I got published this year. It's called Brave, Courageously Live Your Truth. And a bit like you, Danielle, we, we are we're here being the way showers and there are many way showers, you know, that listen to you about how do you authentically live your life. And that means being a mum, being a medium, being a corporate director, you know, being a, being a soccer mum, doing it all. Like we can, we can be many, many things as long as we're honoring ourselves. Absolutely. This has been a big conversation actually this week and like a kind of pattern I see kind of coming up because I get asked all the time, like, how do you do everything? (laughs) Like I got two young kids, this business, I have a community, like we know everything that kind of goes into this and you couldn't make it all work if you weren't extremely passionate about it. Right. So you probably had to face a bit of a dilemma when it came to the safety and the illusion of security with your corporate and then following the signs to taking the leap and doing this full time. And so it takes a lot of intentionality. It takes a lot of passion to make it all work, right? hundred percent. And a calling will pull you along. And I talk a lot about this in my book where you can ignore the signs, but the signs in my life got bigger and louder, more visible. And then, you know, we're all psychic beings here. And, you know, there was illness in my body. And, and I love teaching about signs now because as spiritual light beings, we have a lot of signs that are showing us the way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something, I ignored them. I, I didn't want to know <laughs> about being a medium. I was earning a great salary and society validated what success looked like in that old paradigm. It does not 
at the, you know, it's a limiting belief. I believe, I believe it does. But back then my belief was I won't be valid and I won't be validated or seen as equal. Um, I'd be, I'd be mocked if I came out and said I was a medium early, early in my professional days. And it was a real limiting belief. Mm. And yeah, so I had to follow the signs. I think they're courageous signs and, and following them takes courage because you're leaving behind an old world, mm. friends, family, an old life, right? To create a new life. Yes. And one that not everyone's going to agree with, understand, or catch up with, right? I lost a lot of friends when I made the pivot to this path. <laughs> yeah. You definitely lose friends. You lose people that are not in alignment with the values that you're stepping into, right? And and it's really unusual because I deepened some friendships as well. I had some really old friends that aren't mediums and psychics. They said, this makes sense, Sheila. This is who you are. And we don't realize that people know us better than even sometimes we know ourselves. And I think love deepened in some of my friendships, definitely. Yeah, that's very true too. I, there was a friend I had to cut my hair and the only thing we had in common was that we worked together. And when I opened up about being a medium to her, maybe four years into my journey, she was so into this stuff too. And I had to kick myself because I was like, man, the, the vacuous and empty conversations we have had up until this point, and we could have been having these super cool conversations all along. <laughs> Yeah. 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 You, you have the best conversations with other psychic mediums when you, when you, when you pull away the, the veil of illusion and you just really get to the heart of it, it's some of the best, most vulnerable, deep conversations. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the veil of competition is kind of what we were talking about off air before. It's like really not seeing each other as um, any kind of, you know, competition with one another or um, jealousy, the fear of like losing clients to other people. It's like, if we can actually gather as light workers with a very common purpose and desire, all of that can fade away. And you can have incredible friendships that are lifelong and sustaining. I mean, us coming on zoom today, it was like, Hey friend, like I've missed your face. How have yes. you been? <laughs> right. Cause we can drop all those um, old wounds. And, you know, we talk about this new paradigm of stepping into this work. And I think that that's part of it as well. So I would love to know a little bit about the signs that you received, because I get probably more questions about signs than anyone, than anything else. And it's a hard thing to answer because it's so personal, but I would love to hear like some of the signs that you have that you had to follow or that you ignored early on in your path. Absolutely. I love sharing about signs because before I go into the sharing of the stories, signs are it's a dialogue from the universe that you're not alone. And for a bit of the path spiritually, especially at the beginning of the spiritual path, you feel very alone. Mm -hmm. And it's the first bit of evidence that spirit ancestors, possibly your spirit team are around supporting you through this massive transition. And I believe that once we start, I've got a, I've got a little click my kettle always clicks when I say something oh. accurate, it cracks me up every time. I'm like, Oh, that's because spirit uses energy, spirit uses energy to communicate, right? That's a sign. And so receiving a sign is an indicator that your light quotient in your light body has risen. We have a satellite dish on our head called the crown chakra, right? And the, the, the crown chakra is receiving signals. And once you start seeing signs, noticing them, and understanding them as a sign, it's an indication that you've ascended on your, on your path. Mm. So, so you've been receiving signs since we were born. We, we all have, we've been, I've been ignoring them. Yeah. I've been unawake to signs coming in triplicates coming in the most obvious ways. Cause I would say things like that's a coincidence or how unusual that I received a feather again. And what are these feathers and why does this keep on happening? 
And um, I was unawake that the universe was dialoguing with me. And it's a sign on your path that you are getting signs and that you're now ready to really step up into your work. And it also means that you start ready to quantum leaping into your development. So there's several, and in my book, Brave, I, I say signs are your reward for courage. Mm. Signs are your reward for being courageous in life and making the changes um, that are being called of you. And when you start honoring your life path as a spiritual light worker, whatever you're, you're wondering you should do, the, the, you will find an acceleration and frequency of signs, right? And it's spiritual law that you must ask for a sign. Like it's a part of your morning meditation practice you know, guides, ancestors of the light that are working with me today, please show me a sign. Mm. And then you got to, you got to say something like, you know, make it obvious, show it to me in duplicate or triplicate. And then you say, if I miss the sign, please show it to me again. It's a conversation with a highlight being that's guiding you. Right. Yeah. So the sign, the sign that I received with that I was off path. So I personally believe you get more signs that you're off path than you're on path. <laughs> Especially <laughs> early on, I was, I was going, and I talk about this story in my book. I, I was, I was at an inflection point. I'd just come back from the Arthur Finlay College. And this is like a delicious place where you channel dead people all day long. And I came, I went to the college, not sure if I was a medium. You know that, can I really do this? Am I really doing this? You bring through one or two deceased ancestors and you think, yeah, maybe, maybe I can. But there's such this vacillation between, yes, I can, in the circles and then out of the circles, you go into doubt, right? So going on the plane to Arthur Finlay College, which is in England, I was not sure. And then after a, a, a week long of channeling dead souls, I was like, I'm a medium. I am absolutely medium. I had confirmation from all the teachers and students. And it's a real place where validation is really nice, nicely received. So I got back to my corporate, you know, um, corporate environment and I was changing jobs. And in my heart, Danielle, all I wanted to do was start working full time or even part time as a medium. Mm. And, but my ego was like, it's time for a big promotion. It's time to step up in the corporate ladder. It's time to take a next big jump, which would have really meant not honoring my spiritual path. So there was this big, impressive job I was going for, which meant more exhausting hours, more money, and really a decrease in the investment in my spiritual path. And I was at the fourth round of the job interview. It was a highly competitive job. And after that job interview, I walked out on a street in Sydney, a busy um, city street, and my Michael Kors handbag snapped. The, the handbag handle snapped into two. It was a brand new handbag. It wasn't fraying. It wasn't, you know how the handbag handles can kind of show they're on their last. Like this was a brand new handbag and it snapped clean. And the thing with a sign is, and I write this in my book, who gives the meaning of the sign? We assign the meaning as the person receiving the sign. So for someone else, it might've been, that's, that's odd. But for me, I knew it was spirit going, do not take this job. Mm -hmm. Do not take this job. And what do you think I did, Danielle? You took, took the, the job. job. <laughs> every day when I logged onto the computer, every morning, I remember, I thought of the snap handbag. I thought it's not, and I should have taken the job, right? That's the yeah. power of a sign. That's a power of a warning sign. They're called stop signs, right? From spirit going, no, you're off track. You will get off track signs. And that's where you need to work with a mentor, you know, like Danielle and myself and get spiritual guidance and counseling. And it's like, what is this sign showing me? My heart says this. And sometimes I just needed, back then I didn't have it, but I needed someone to say, yes, this really is a sign. Mm. And it was so hard to let go of the salary. Yes. And, and that old world, that old world and spirit was like, 
And then a year later, I lost that job. I got fired. Spirit was like, <laughs> you didn't listen. Because... Yeah. This is like so energizing for me. I'm covered in shivers right now. I always get covered in, you have so much power to you and it, it comes through your voice. And every time I'm in your energy, I'm like, there's just a lot of power here. Very similar thing for me where I came back from maternity leave, had spent that whole maternity leave meditating, uncovering my abilities. We get a year off in Canada. So I had a whole year to play. When I went back, I knew it wasn't going to be forever, but I didn't know what it was going to be. And just as I started playing with the thought, I don't want to go too far here because I don't want those golden handcuffs. Promotion after promotion after promotion. I would literally say, I don't want to be a manager and I would get a letter. Here's your back pay. Here's your, like, it was crazy. So I kept thinking those were signs like, okay, like clearly I'm meant to be here. But I think spirit was trying to make me have a courageous, empowered decision to follow my path in an empowered way. But I would never listen much like you. I would have the the rug swiped out from un- under me, it was like health crisis after health crisis. And I'm yes. like, I'm too scared to make this decision. But you finally make it eventually, right? So I'm I very think, similar. Yeah, you. Fi- I reckon the first decision, Daniel, from your story, the first decision to start working as a medium, I reckon this is scariest. That's been, I've had definitely like a fear-based, you know, a lot of fear come up, but the first one is always the biggest one because that's the biggest change in your life. You, you, the ego and your identity gets completely dissolved at that point. Yeah. And then it's a rebuilding. And so for all those women out there studying with Danielle, like the mediumship, it's powerful. Like the fact you're doing that is a massive jump. It's a massive leap because you've gone from not honoring this part of yourself to honoring it. Yes. And the minute I started honoring it, the synchronicities in my life started to show up, you know, uh, it's in my book and this is another synchronicity. So I, a lot of mediums have early death in their life. Um, early loss of parents, children, siblings. It's just, it's, it's like there's an initiation into understanding the afterworld, right? Or they have a near death experience. It's very common stories. When I was at the Arthur Filo college, I found um, a high incidence of that. And I was the exception. I was, I was young and I hadn't experienced death. And i tell you something really uncanny and not uncanny. It was synchronicity. Synchro destiny as Deepak Chopra describes it as a cluster of synchronicity. Yeah. Synchro destiny, a cluster Deepak Chopra describes it as a cluster of synchronistic events that are pointing you in the direction of your destiny. Right. So in my thirties, I had four relationships, two were longer and two were shorter with met with this gentleman. Um, they each had had a sister pass away. So when I met them, I'd ask them, you know, on the first date, tell me about your family. And they'd explain, they go, and the first gentleman was my sister passed away. I thought, oh, and I had this feeling rise up in me going, oh my God, death, what was that like losing a sister, right? I was overwhelmed. That relationship ended a year later. Another gentleman walked in, explained to me, my sister passed away. The third gentleman so four relationships in a row where they each had had a sister pass away. What these men were teaching me is to be with death. The life goes on after death, that families and individuals handled death differently. Some struggled and were still struggling. Some had overcome it and risen and found religion and, and, and a, a connection to another life. Some learned to serve through death. So I was without realizing Daniel being trained as a medium in my thirties. Yeah, I, they, they spared me death of, within my own life, but they showed it, it to me through love. Yeah. So there will be events in your life that will point you to where you're going. Yeah, I had um, my first actually experience with mediumship was at a funeral. <laughs> 
you talk about early deaths and one of my grandparents passed away and I remember being at the funeral and somebody handed me a book and I didn't read this book for many years, but it was James Von Prague's Talking to Heaven. Mm. And so, you know, I agree. I had a session today with one of my mentorship clients and I say, yes, you started mediumship development in January, but can you not see how spirit has actually been developing you your whole life? Like, it just kind of makes sense. And you, sometimes the synchronicities, um, you reflect on them and you're like, wow, that was a sign. That was a sign. That was a sign. And you get better at listening to them, but they never become less scary. Right. You just become more courageous. You become more courageous and, and, and in living a courageous life, you're going to leave the pack at some point mm-hmm. and you're going to have to take your life in a very unique direction. And even you might think being a psychic medium is unique enough. You might need to step out and do a podcast or write a book or start to tour and travel or collaborate with new women. You're constantly called into a larger version of yourself and to be honest, a more visible version of yourself. And that's what I found with my book coming out and speaking more. I was, I wasn't introverted. I've got a big personality, but I kind of like my Excel spreadsheets and being left alone for a day. I mean, I, I came to be highly introverted and I'm like, some days I think, Oh gosh, I've got to get out there and speak more. I love it. Um, I follow the signs and I know that spirit's guiding me. I think of de- being a medium, I think gives you a very close relationship to the universe uh, yeah. because you see behind, you see, you see, I guess the truth of the universe. It's, it's actually a real privilege being a medium. It really is. It's a real honor. Yeah, absolutely. And I think of I, the spiritual quote, I'm going to butcher it because that's what I do. <laughs> but it was like, once I decided that life was magical, I started seeing magic all around me. Right. And like you were kind of saying earlier, once you kind of acknowledged the first set of synchronicities and understanding like, oh, this is actually a language in which spirit talks to us, you start recognizing it all around and you start realizing actually how mundane it might appear. And you might actually start recognizing, wow, it's been here all along. I just wasn't aware of it. And that awareness kicks in and then it's literally everywhere. (laughs) You'll experience miracles every, every single day, every single week of your life. They're just there for you. And in my book, I've, I've, I've created a word it's called sign shock. Mm -hmm. And I describe sign shock as the shock you go into when you receive the sign. And there's, there's this beautiful space the awe you sit in after the sign is received Mm. it might last three seconds five seconds ten seconds and as the receiver of the sign as spiritual beings it is our duty to stop and inhale and breathe in gratitude for the sign and also to find the meaning in that moment Mm. in the movies it's like the slow motion everything slows down that's how movie directors tend to show these moments of slow motion because it does feel like time has stopped mm-hmm. to, to say, hey, look at what we're trying to show you here. Take the leap into the new job. Don't take the job. Commit to the man. Don't commit. Leave the relate. Whatever it is, you've been shown and your job is in that moment is to get out a notebook, write on your iPhone, sit down and just start journaling and going, this is what I'm being shown because the minute you that 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 all leaves after the 10 seconds or a minute you're back to the rational mind kicks in no that can't have been it I don't know if I can do it all those limiting beliefs come and then the minute you share it with somebody Mm. you share the sign with somebody depending on their consciousness they'll either go oh that's not that big a deal they might diminish the the sign or they might take the meaning in a new way Mm. and that's why it's very important we pick 
we, we honor that time after we receive the sign, number one, and number two, we decide consciously who we share that with someone that's conscious enough to meet us in that place of like, well, what, 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 what does, could this sign mean? Absolutely. And so I want to ask you what you would give advice for, because we may have like a different approach on this because, but we're saying the same thing, I think. So I get messages all the time. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Right? Like I saw 10 crows pass my car today. What does it mean? Like, and I have to say to people, I don't know <laughs> what that means for you. Right. But you're, you've already kind of said it. If you want to kind of expand on this a little bit, like, what do you say to people who like approach you? To me, it's almost like giving their power away where it's like, don't give me your power. Keep that power. Like, yeah. like discern for yourself what it means for you. And there's no certainties that that's it. And you have to be okay with that. So like, what do you say along that path? Yeah, I agree with you completely, Danielle. I always say, what do you think it means to you first? Mm -hmm. So I, I create a space of dialogue where it's like they need to get beyond the first sentence where it's they might say, oh, look, I think it's my grandmother making herself known and all the ancestors. Okay, that's the first level. What more do you think it means? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm actually going through a tough time. And then the layers of the signs. So we receive signs as a guidance. These are the reasons. We've got guidance when you're going through big transitions, just a visitation from a loved one just saying, hey, I'm here, you're protected, I'm watching over you. Comfort when you're down, you're going through a heartbreak or illness or something difficult. Um, protection when you, you're wandering through life and you just need to feel protected energetically or feeling maybe physically not safe. Mm -hmm. Confirmation that you are on the right path. It might be just, yep, that's my confirmation. And the last one is a sign of awakening, that you're awakening and you're like, oh, I feel like these are signs from the universe. What is the universe? Like that's the awakening process. And so when I teach my students um, in my, in my program, they put it, they request a sign and they, they put a meaning behind the sign. There's so many different ways to dialogue. And it's a bit like a muscle in mediumship. The more you do it, the, the better you get. Mm -hmm. So you might keep on seeing the signs and then that first layer will come forward and you go, okay, it's my grandmother. And then you'll get a confirmation next day. And then it, it is like this intuitive center, like that knowing that clear cognizant knowing kicks mm. in. Yeah. So as a teacher, as you are, Danielle, and, and as I am, we help the clients and the students and all the teachers listening in to this podcast, we're helping them tap into their own intuition in that moment by asking a lot of important questions. And then there might be a layer of spiritual knowledge that they don't have. Well, what is the totem animal of the crow mean? Is it the messenger? What is the, what is seeing multiple crows mean? So you're just going to elicit a little bit more spiritual flavor knowledge to them. And then I might say, send them away, go research what totem animal means, research what th the three, the divinity of three means, like yeah. research what the different frequencies of the numbers mean. Yeah. So the numbers one, one, one to nine, nine, nine. When people go, I seen the numbers, I'm like, but know what the number means. Cause they each right. mean a different, have a different frequency. Yeah. And I think too, with numbers, it's interesting because there's numerology and there's angel numbers and they mean two totally different things. And so when you find a language that really resonates with you, stick with it so that spirit can be consistent with you. Like I've chosen one source for my number research is Joanne sacred scribe angel numbers, because I like the energy of angel numbers more than numerology. So I stick to that one source and then spirit can continue to have clearer signs for me because they know this is where she's going. This is her resource. This is her source. And I love that. And with animals too, it's like, 
I had a shamanic teacher when I would be like, well, I keep seeing hawks. Like, what does it mean? And she would never tell me, well, what are the qualities of the hawk? Right. And I would have to do that. And she would make me do that before I even hit up Google. She's like, figure out for yourself what the qualities of a hawk are and then go research it and see if you can get validated. Right. And you'll know the truth, whether it's your truth or what you read, different perspectives you didn't hear. And then the other thing I'm thinking of too, I don't know if you experienced this as well, but uh, when my cat died, he kept bringing me dragonflies, which is a hilarious thing. Cause I'm scared to death of dragonflies, all bugs. And so I'm like, really? And I got one tattooed on me. I'm showing you my tattoo. Right now. <laughs> um, I was lucky to have witnesses for all those signs. And it was undeniable, undeniable that they were signs. My husband was there who's super skeptical for every single one of them, which was a blessing for me um, because he's so skeptical. It was so nice to receive his validation. Like it's a sign, Danielle, like one hung out with my paddleboard for 45 minutes one day, oh, like wow. getting splashed with water, did not move. He was like, it's, it's undeniable, but not every dragonfly I see is a sign. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. you talk about that clear cognizance that knowing I have a clairsentient experience when it's actually them, you know? Absolutely. I mean, that's, and all spiritual teachers, what we're doing is we're taking you home to yourself not creating reliance on the teachings. It's fundamentally we're helping you develop your muscle. So eventually you're there out because you can only be with a teacher for an hour a week or however, however long it is. And at some point you'll receive the dragonfly and go, no, I know that's a sign because I was worrying about something this morning and I asked for a sign and, and you, you, it's your job. It's our job to piece the pieces of the puzzle together of our own life and our own challenges and our own joys. No one else can do that for us. That's our spiritual responsibility. And in doing that, our vibration lifts because in that act of making the meaning of the sign connects us to our guides. The guides are on the other side and Ancestors is going, she's got it. He's got it. They're, They're getting it. And that's when the amplification and acceleration of science begins because they're like, okay, they're speaking French, let's do this, or German or whatever the language is. It's like, right, we're on the same frequency. Yes. So in my uh, in my group, the funniest signs have come through. There's one girl who her sign is a harmonica, a harmonica song from her grandfather. And in my last week, we or two weeks ago, we all uh, put requests out for funny, for signs. We said, whatever they have to be. And she had a long lost friend get in touch with her via WhatsApp and send her a message and, um, and I share this story <laughs> without her permission, she's pretty generous, generous energy. And, uh, her friend got in touch with her and sent her a video of a guy playing a harmonica. <laughs> and it's just like, yes, you know, it, it's those kind of quirky moments. I have another student who asked for pasta as a, as a, a sign from an ancestor and she's gluten-free mm. and this Italian, um, cafe, the guy came out, we're in lockdown here. So it's harder to get, it's not, well, I don't know if it is harder to get signs. I'm going to retract that. You can get signs anywhere. She went and got a coffee and this Italian guy goes, do you want some pasta? And he comes out with this bag of gluten-free pasta for, uh, for us in the middle of lockdown, all our cafes are closed. Mm. Right. And so these signs, when you put them forward, they're the funniest, most interesting ways they can come to you. You just got to ask. You've got to be brave enough to ask. Absolutely. And what do you say to people? Because this is also common, especially for people very early on, because I think what spirit tries to do very intelligently, but very annoyingly for us is they are trying to lead us back to ourselves. They are trying to help us trust ourselves, right? And this is what we find very early on is we don't trust ourselves. We're constantly asking other people for validation. What was it? What was it? What was it? And even in mediumship developments, like why can't they 
give us their address and some people can pull that stuff. Right. But it's like, why can't they just talk to you in full sentences? I'm like, because they want us to learn to trust ourselves. And that's what the journey is, is because we're developing and we need to build confidence and become more powerful, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But what do you say to people who say, and I get this a lot, I've been asking for signs and I haven't been receiving them. It, it, it's it's about looking at the signs differently. So if you ask for a red rose, um, you may not get a red rose, but you might get a lady called Rose call you and mm-hmm. you might see someone with a tattoo of a rose. So we must be highly observant and curious, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, we must not be attached to the way it comes. You might have a, a Facebook ad flash up with a red rose. We must be, be in a place of observation. Um, and and then we, we really we really must have it in our heart knowing the universe is going to give it to us. That's a sign of spiritual maturity where it's just a given that you're going to get it. And it's like, I wonder how it's going to show up today. And that's the self-esteem early on the path we're building. And I think for you, Danielle and myself, I spent a year doubting and not sure and and, and crying every so often and comparing myself to other people. I think it's part of the path. I really do. And I think as teachers, we're here to hold students in that place and guide them. And at some point it's like a child learning to walk you do learn to walk at yes. some point. The evidence becomes just too strong to not do this on your own. Yeah. And it is, it is spiritual self-esteem. Yeah. And something I'd like to say to people too, because, you know, Sheila had a great example of clearly getting signs and not listening to them. And I remember I've told the story in the podcast before, but for you, um, I don't like to do what I call drive-by readings. I don't like to read people out of the blue. Um, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm, I'm quite shy sometimes, if you can believe it. And I'm just it's too nerve wracking for me. And I remember being in a tire changing shop and there's an old lady next to me and I knew spirit was there. They were like, and I was telling spirit, I said, you know, I don't do that. I was like, you have to get them to talk to me if you want me to do this. And she turns to me right away and starts talking to me. And I'm like, I'm not doing it still. (laughs) Okay. wasn't waiting for a sign. I'm like scared. I'm like literally scared. And I had to face that. And so you know, I, I kind of like to envision our angels and our guides kind of like having a chuckle at us sometimes being our humanness and like ignoring the signs, not listening to the signs. Um, and so just being like really gentle with ourselves around that too, because what's meant for us is not going to pass us. It's not going to miss us fully. Right. So true. The love will come in. Don't think you've missed the boat on the love or the, or the, the job or the career or or the podcast, you know, I could have done this three months ago, like all in divine timing, you know, another point is, is energy, energy of spirit is very high frequency. So it's actually quite difficult for them to come into such a low dense realm as this realm on human in human school. And so that's why they can't sort of give us a whole war and peace type conversation because <laughs> it really, it, it's hard for them to come through. They've got to use electricity sometimes. Yeah. It, you know, when we're in channel, we speak very fast because the energy is running through us. And suddenly it's like, whoa. And, and, and our body also can't hold the frequency for as long as we'd love. We'd love to sit in mediums and work all day long like we did the corporate jobs, but we actually can't. physically hold that energy line and so it's got to be potent it's got to be real they that's why the the signs are so particular because it's like we've got to we can't give you a lot but we're going to make the little thing we give you really important and really count and i think also knowing that and so when you get it you've got to go thank you gratitude I love that. And you talked about that moment of awe after, and I love the work of Caroline Mice. And she has a phrase called holy awe. She's like, sometimes you just have to sit in the wonder of holy awe and be grateful and just say, thank you. 
and, and allow that to be the experience. Maybe that's all that it was meant to be right. You can, you can really lose some of the magic by being a little bit too investigative or a little bit too rigid around it. And then you kind of like miss the magic, right? You know, something I, I, I love that, um, the, the magic and awe in life is why we're here. And, and I think that does connect your connection to spirit and makes it stronger. When I was writing my signs and synchronicity chapter and, you know, us as mediums, we sit and work alone a lot of the day, you know, we had COVID before COVID truthfully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting in our rooms, just going, this is my lifestyle. This is my life. It's changed for everyone. And so I was sitting in my little room working away and trying to write my signs and synchronicity, um, course material and I did say to spirit give me a sign that I'm that this is this is the work and you know I I still ask for signs you know like am I on track and then all of a sudden this kookaburra just an Australian bird came and landed right in the bridge in front of me and I did a little video I couldn't believe it I was like wow and that and and doesn't matter how many times you receive signs you do say I can't believe it and I think you know and I think you know I think it's great to not believe it I think it's great to have that moment of like wow yeah. Right now, the universe is looking out for me. And to be honest, the universe is always looking out for us, you yes. know? Do you ever find too, like, sometimes I used to be someone who definitely desperately wanted to share my experiences and share, 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 share. And I like keeping them a lot now. There's so many things that happen for me because I get signs every day and they're all just as magical as one another. But sometimes I do like keeping them for me. <laughs> A hundred percent. I think they're very special when you keep them for yourself. And I do, like you said before, we, we must have discretion with who we share the sign with because the meaning is so precious and especially, you know, straight after. And, you know, Daniel, we, in our field, we get to hear statistically a lot more science stories than anyone else. So it, it, it's, we get to become real believers very fast. Yeah. And commonly I'll have clients come to me that have just lost a parent and they'll give me a sign story. Yeah. The first three months they'll go, this happened and it will feel like a psychic phenomena. And, and that, they'll always go, is, is that a sign? I'm like, absolutely. And, yeah. and, and so it, it's lucky we get our belief sets around signs reinforced. Yeah. And, and, and I find that I'm one of the few people they tell, I mean, I'm a stranger to them, a medium. And it's like, I get to be that person that goes, yep, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I think I can see it's precious for them. Because they don't, you know, I think we don't want to share it because we don't want someone to say no or put it down. I feel like sometimes letting the lid off, like I want to keep that magic. I want to contain it. It's like, it's nice to feel kind of like contained in my heart a little bit. And sometimes when I uh, release it, some of the magic goes and that's okay. Cause then you're sharing some of that magic energy out. But sometimes I like to keep some of it myself as well. Um, I just want to share a couple more examples of signs that I know, and then maybe you want to share a couple too. But um, one of the things I do like to do in my mediumship readings is at the end, ask the spirit community here, how will they know of your presence after they leave this place? Because I want them to have something to leave with. And one of some of the coolest ones I've experienced is I had this girl who lost a brother. And when I asked her brother, how will she know of your presence when she leaves my place? So she doesn't feel like she has to come to me to connect with you. And he said, it's her birthday soon. And I'm going to dive bomb her car. And so I just gave it, you know, it takes big courage as a medium to say some random What does thing. dive bomb the car mean? I'm, I, I, I'm a bit naive. Oh, so like birds like dive bomb the car. Oh, right, right. right. Okay. So <laughs> I said, you know, he's telling me it's your birthday coming up and you'll know on your birthday, he's going to send lots of birds dive bombing your car. She's like, oh, it's my birthday in like a month. So I'll look for that. And I got a message from her that day crying saying, 
Danielle, I'm on the side of the highway. I'm freaking out because I've had birds and I get covered in shivers, even talking about it, dive bombing my car all day. And so the magic of mediumship can continue through signs like this. And it's something I definitely try to leave every client with. So that's one that was like pretty magical for me. I, I love it. I love it. I've had a gentleman, a friend who shared with me, his good friend, Troy passed away from a brain tumor and it was a year later and he was having a bit of a sad moment. And, and he said, Hey buddy, if you made it to the other side, let me know today. And he gets to the airport and hadn't spoken to anyone. And he said, he said, bring me, bring me people with a person with your name. He said, a person with your name. So he boards the airplane and the airline instructor is Troy. <laughs> the name's Troy. Troy sits down. He's like, no way. And he's a red-blooded male, right? He's like Australian male going, that can't have happened. And he's like, oh, my God. Anyway, the plane takes off and the whole tr- short journey between states, like, that, could that really have happened? Is Troy, you know, he's made it to the other side. Wow. Plane lands in the middle of the day and he waits for a shuttle, right? And the shuttle guy turns up and he's the only one on the shuttle. And you know when you're the only one on the shuttle bus at the airport, you sit at the front and he goes, and he goes to me, I'm going to sit at the front with you since I'm the only one. And the guy tells me, he goes, you can ride the bus if you want. I had a bit of a chuckle. And the guy turns to me and goes, my name's Troy. Nice to meet you. And he's like, no way, Troy. <laughs> and then um, so the day goes on and this guy's a music teacher and he gets a randomly later in the day, he gets a phone call. He's in Bunnings, like a warehouse kind of hardware store. And he's, receives this phone call from it's a girl called Kate that wants a music lesson with him but you know when we change phone numbers sometimes the old name stays up the mm. the name Troy comes up on the phone yes oh wow so he received three distinct signs in one day I've had so many different types of things like that where it's the feather that's in an indoor apartment and no one knows how it's got there it's mm. for me I see a lot of numbers because I'm a numerically minded person being an accountant mm. I see a lot of, so spirit will use what you, you have. So I love numbers. So I see a ridiculous number of one, one, ones, two, two, twos. I had four fours on a number plate in front of me once. Fours, <laughs> four, 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 four. I went, no way. I was writing um, a, a pitch for a card deck um, to my publisher uh, sitting in a cafe out on the street and a, and a ute, a car pulls up and the not number plate is karma, <laughs> karma, C-A-R-M-A. I was like, no way. So you, 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 you just have all of these little things turn up that if you see it, it's, it's absolutely a sign. So it's very useful to ask a medium, how mm. can I receive a sign um, and trust that will use electricity and trust they may use, you know, animals that are in your, in your nature environment They will use, um, they will use odd occurrences. So you might find a misplaced penny or a misplaced object um, and a last thing, a last thing I, I love, and I've written about this in my book is the word cladon. Do, do you know what the word cladon is? No. Car- um, um, oh, I'm getting a blank on her name now. I can't believe it. <laughs> Caroline, <laughs> Baron Reed, Karen. Oh, Call Baron, Baron Reed. Reed. Yes. Yeah, CBD, yeah, I know her. She's coined the phrase cladon and is when a message is unknowingly delivered to you through someone's voice, right? Yes. And if you ever had it where it feels like a channeled message is coming to you through a friend. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when I teach this, there's several things that happen. It feels like their consciousness has stepped aside and it feels like spirit has stepped into their consciousness for three, five, 10 seconds. Yeah. The voice tone does change and the speed changes. It does not sound like them. Yeah. It sounds like they're giving you a message directly to your soul. Mm-hmm. And it generally is what you needed to hear. You're like, oh, at the end, I needed to hear that. 
yeah. right? And 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 it can be through a voice of a person. It can be through it can music. be through a, a music, the words of a song. Suddenly that phrase stands out, and it's your clear audience being activated. Yes. I'll share this very quickly because I know I don't have you for very much longer and I want to give you a chance to kind of share some things. But very recently, a couple of weeks ago, I really feel like I disappointed a friend. I forgot about a Zoom date that we had and went on about my day, completely missed it. I'm very hard on myself. Like I always have been. I'm my own worst critic, as many of us are. I was so hard on myself about missing that because I was so worried I disappointed her that I actually cried. And I was upstairs with my son who was in the bath and I had to run downstairs to go grab something. My daughter was down there on her iPad and I'm crying at the kitchen sink and I'm beating myself up. And my daughter looks at me and she goes, it's okay, you forgot. And immediately I knew it was a sign for me. And I looked and she looked at me. She's like, what were you asking me? And I was like, nothing, but she was a complete deliverer. She's seven years old, right? She doesn't even know because it snapped me out of my self-loathing. And I knew it was from spirit. And I knew spirit was saying, lighten up, Danielle. Like that's what they always say, lighten up. It's all good. And my friend was fine in the end. It wasn't a big deal, but man, can they ever use like you actually out there listening may be a sign for someone else. And I wouldn't be yep. surprised if spirit, because you're so spiritually open, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. If you weren't, they will use your consciousness to be a sign for other people. So never underestimate the power of that as well, being an indirect messenger. Absolutely. And, and some people might call you the Oracle. <laughs> you might get the nickname, the Oracle, because you just always know the right thing to say. And and, and, and yep, yeah, you might uh, be asked to repeat it and you can't. I've said to my friends, can you repeat that? They said, repeat what? Yes. Right? And I'm like, like, what I, I know what you're talking about. And it, it is a moment, again, sign shock, the awe, just capture it and breathe into it, slow down the heart rate, calm your nervous system and just sit in the awe and go, wow, that was delivered for me. And then really sit in the deliciousness that it's okay, you forgot, mummy. It's okay. Yes. You know, there's a healing energy in the message too. Absolutely. I love that. This has been a really awesome conversation. I was so glad that you wanted to come back. And I know last time I had you on dozens of DMs, dozens of shares on the podcast, and that's not super common either, to be honest with you. And I know a lot of people were interested in working with you. And so how can people find out about you? What classes do you have going on? How can people work with you? Oh, that's, thank you, Danielle. This is my passion, my love, you know, what I do. So um, my book's called Brave, Courageously Live Your Truth. So, you know, go out and read that. That will really help you. I call the path the courageous path to walk. It will really help you. If I can't be there with you, the words in my book can be a guiding light. It's channeled, it's stories, it's it's wisdom, and it comes from beyond me, I'm going to be honest. So mm -hmm. I'm very grateful when I got that publishing deal. Um, I run a course called Awakening Into it's a foundation course when you're awakening. So it's it starts with spirit guides and protection in week one. And then we go into all the different psychic senses. And then we talk about the path of ascension. And then we talk about ethics in the field. And we talk about, um, you know, different ways you can do readings. And in my class, there's weekly lives that go for 90 minutes to two hours. And I love when the students do turn up to them because we get tons of practice, hmm. tons of psychic practice. You'll practice with each other. We have a load of fun. And by the end of the 10 weeks, you get real confidence in your abilities. That's my promise. And as a teacher, I stand for you, your spiritual self-esteem to lift. If you want to connect in for a reading with me also, you can book a reading. And I mentor students and clients that want to step into their business and become a light worker um, to sort of understand how to write a book 
how to accelerate the business, get it up and running, how to, um, I, I support you in building your own spiritual self-esteem. Um, yeah, there's, there's just many ways you can work with me. So please go to yeah, www.sheilav.co if you want to connect. Definitely. And I'll have all the links, easy access below. Thank you, Andrea, Concretes and Crystals. I just got a podcast editor and it's like the best thing in the world. And so thank you, Andrea, give her a shout out. We'll have all the links below too, so you can access her. And thank you so much for being so generous with your knowledge, your time and your energy here. Thank you, Danielle. It's such a pleasure coming on. You are such a spirit, such a special spiritual soul. It's, it's a real gift to come on. Thank you. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Spirit School. If you did, please leave me a review and a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you do feel called to share this with your friends, thank you for tagging me on Instagram at Squamish Medium so I can also share. It really helps get the word out about the podcast. If you're interested in working with me in my one-on-one mentorship, a reading, or all the various programs that I run, you can go to SquamishMedium.com or check me out on Instagram at Squamish medium the link in the bio has everything i am currently working on in service to the world of spirit have a great day guys